Boom. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here. Damn, I think the world is going to explode in the next week when we go to SHOT Show. Things are blowing up crazy. <laughs> it's like, I'm like looking at this stuff and I'm going, damn, at least it's not me this time. Seems like everybody's picking fights and doing all kinds of craziness and stuff. Hey, I'm glad you guys really liked the uh, conversations with Rudy and the stuff going back. Um, I thought I was going to have another interview, which is part of the delay, but it kind of didn't happen, so no big deal. Um, anyway, but uh, I want to thank him for a great podcast. You guys have been giving really good feedbacks. Got a lot of stuff to catch up with before SHOT Show. I'm actually been putting together my mobile podcast kit for SHOT Show. A couple pieces of equipment changed. I'll probably still use the phone recorder but I got some more other recording uh, options because I might be in a situation with more than one person. You know, if it's just me and one other guy, it's easy. But I'm supposed to do like an interview with Capstone, uh, Lapua, Applied Ballistics. I think I, I'm not sure if Brian's going to be there. I know Amo Praslik will be there and I think Brian will be there as well. So I kind of wanted to have options for three people in the conversation versus two. So we'll see how that goes. But um. So a bunch of stuff's getting released and talked about and craziness happened prior to shot. I'm going to kind of indulge me, kind of laugh it off a little bit. Um, Night Force came out with their prism wedge, right? The wedge. And what it is, it's like the Charlie Tarek unit um, from TACCOM HQ. And TACCOM actually has the Alpha, which does a very similar thing. They design it around like red dot sites and stuff where... If you have your red dot, you could zero, do everything with your red dot, and then flip up one of these wedges, and it'll, it'll you know, increase your range and, and push you out farther, add X number of MOA. So, two I think it was two years now. Two years ago, I mentioned this in one of the After Action podcasts, where I was like, oh, Night Force got some stuff, but they're not going to announce it until NRA... You know, the really cool stuff was in the back room. Well, one of those things was this wedge. They're small, they're light, the whole thing. It's just a single lens, right? And you get the single lens and you can either thread it on or they have it. So it has sort of a, a rail mount in front of the scope. And basically, it's just a single piece of glass in front of your scope, bends the light, and then will give you extra elevation and they'll tell you you either get like 15 mils, 100 mils, it's 50 or 100 mils or something I think is what they're doing. I think they're doing 50 and 100. So you you just put this in front and boom, work for 22 ELR. Does the same thing as the Charlie Tarak but a much simpler system cuz they're just bending the light with a prism type single lens. So smaller and lighter. Now, there, I guess retail is going to be just under a thousand bucks, which is a little steep for what it is. But then it plays in. I mean, if the Charlie Tarak, which is a machine prism adjustable movement, is fifteen hundred, this sort of fixed, smaller, slim down solution is you know thousand nine hundred, and and so it's there. But I guess John from John Baker is on a and on a rampage right now, and it's blowing up on Sniper's Hide and on Facebook and Instagram. It's that because John has had these products out for going to be three years now, um, easily two years, you know. And and Night Force originally didn't put it out, I guess, because of th that and something. But then I guess they decided to hell with it. So John's on a on a rampage. So. 
arguments and fights already. And somebody already said there's another like lawsuit going on. I think there's more than one lawsuit happening. Weird. I don't think this is a lawsuit yet, but um, weird stuff going on. And then you guys got your um, rallies in Virginia. So be careful and do all that stuff when you're out in Virginia. So a lot of conversations about Monday, I guess, for you guys. I'll be at SHOT Show and all that lead and Sunday and, and doing that kind of stuff. So um, a couple other little small while we're still early in the housekeepings. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Rick, you, uh, Sean, and uh, Steve, and Casey, and all the guys on the Podbean app, and Sniper's Hide, and all the commenters. So they did the, you know, top 10 lists. They did a different sort of way of doing the list for Podbean, but they did their top 10 list, and in the top 10 most discussed podcast, Everyday Sniper. That's all you guys, so please continue commenting and doing what you've been doing all last year. It worked. It resonated. We were number four in the most discussed with the biggest, most popular podcasts out there. So um, all the effort of guys coming in and back and forth and what I'm going to probably do, I mean, I read them and I try to read them online, which I'll read some of them online today probably. Um, so I don't really respond to a lot of them on the app. Maybe I'll have Mike or somebody start jumping in. Uh, talked to Mike a little bit yesterday about, you know, doing some stuff, but maybe I'll have Mike jump in and, uh, answer and respond to you guys and get them more keyed in on the social media side of things rather than me just doing it all like this on the podcast. But, uh, definitely, um, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys all commenting and get us in that top 10 list. I mean, with there's a lot of changes with Podbean, a lot of stuff like they had run like all the top 10 was different this year than last year, you know, because more people sign up and there's a lot of the running podcasts. I'm kind of amazed how popular running podcasts are, you know, I mean, there's I guess there's a lot to talk about with running um, you know, but they do and, and, and running podcasts tend to do real well. And there was the, like the number one was in the millions, but Mike had called me over these top 10 lists. Cause I didn't, um, see the most disgust. He actually found it and texted it to me and, and said, Hey, we made this in the top 10 most disgust. We were number four. I don't know if they ranked the order. Like I said, it's different, sort of a different web way they did. It was different. So it doesn't read the same. But anyway, um, so he he wrote me and we were talking about that um, with, with the top 10s and stuff. And so uh, that's all on you guys, man. That's responding. That's commenting. So definitely keep the comments coming. And, uh, you know, we'll be out there and, and try to get this stuff answered for you. And then over to the forum. Uh, you know, uh, and, and I want to go back to the stats here because he brought up a lot of the stats. Let me see if I can get in there. He was bringing up a bunch of Podbean stats. I don't pay, to be honest with you guys, I don't pay attention to my stats that much. Like, I know roughly what they are, and things have been getting bigger and growing and doing all kinds of stuff. Um, but we had a huge, like, weird jump, in a good way. Uh, we're at 900,000 downloads. So we're only 100,000 away from a million so I'm gonna do something special for the million I gotta I've been talking about giveaways and stuff and after shot show we'll do all that but we also had a huge uh jump in subscriber 
we had like 2,000 people added to our subscriber list. So now we're like over 8,000 subscribers, gigantic in the in the shooting industry podcast. You know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of other podcasts out there that are doing a hell of a lot better. I've seen some with 50,000 subscribers, you know, and I get that. You know, but for our little kind of corner of the internet and the world, man, 8,000 subscribers, right? I mean, huge, man. That's big. 900,000 downloads. Absorb that for a minute, right? 900,000 downloads, man. Crazy stuff. I mean, we had 13,000 downloads in just like the last couple days from the Rudy podcast. Just that just from the last few days, man. So we're we're like boom, all going crazy and stuff and it's just jumping up. And and so I really do appreciate that. I really do, you know, dig the support and what you guys are doing and and we're looking to do more. Uh, shot some videos, the weather, we're getting the 50 mile an hour winds and stuff. I was actually going to go out today and do some things. Um, but the weather just turned shit and then I'm, I'm building my, my stuff for shot show, getting all that. The emails come in and appointments and, and everything else. But, um, you know, definitely good stuff and thank you. But it's, it's really, really, you know, picking up, picking it up. So, um, you know. We'll go into that, and then I got some recent comments and stuff here. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about, and we'll go over that for the prior to shot show. I mean, some of the questions it, it, you know are out there. Well, what are you guys looking for at shot? What are you looking for in the new year? Right? You know, I mean, there's new scopes and things people are talking about at, at shot. Like one of the big big er, it's not even that big, but it's a big ish conversation because I think it's it's a it's tiny and it's it's a weird thing with me but like March there's a lot of this back and forth because March has some new scopes but like March brought their their scopes are over four grand it's like uh you guys are pricing yourself out you know they kind of were chasing that high 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 end the 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 tangent datas and the in the z codes and you know zero compromise they're like oh the, come I mean come on you got a you got a Japanese march and you got a zero compromise and the zero compromise is six hundred dollars less, dude. You're gonna buy the zero compromise. It's a simpler, better, more purpose built scope. It's not a crossover. I really think March needs a better new consultants. You know what I'm saying? Because they're they're kind of consulting themselves out of the market and in your in while they have some neat like technology if if that's the right word to use kind of like the genesis yeah but who's gonna spend six seven grand on that you know especially when you can you know buy a charlie Tarek for 1500 night force you can get a hundred mils for a thousand dollars so if i have a a twenty eight hundred dollar scope with 120 uh you know moa in it and i'm gonna add 300 to that and only spend a thousand bucks. Why would I spend six, seven thousand? I could buy two scopes for the price of the one with and get this unit and put it on. So eh, that's a little weird to me. Um, you got the thesis guy on Sniper's Hide, Hoplite Arms. He's got his new, very AI similar, bulletproof action, flat bottomed, uh, you know, big tolerances, heavy duty calibers, like guys were talking, 
his action would take like six Fury 80,000 PSI bullets. And, and you know, so he's got a new uh, rifle coming out. Um, you know, not called the, the Atlas with the Super Atlas is coming. Talk to Casey. Little little bird told me you might might be seeing might be seeing the Atlas Cal popping up on some stuff, man. Um, I, I, I'm I'm digging on the. There's gonna be some Atlas Cal news. Casey didn't even know about it. I'm like, hey, congrats, Case. I heard some stuff about the Atlas Cal. He's like, what? No, I'm like, oh, sorry, you didn't know. I'm like, I don't. But <laughs> and then <laughs> it just <laughs> this just reminded. <laughs> so Neil out there, my, my 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 British friend, man. Why can't he be your regular friend? Why has he got to be your British friend? You know, remember that commercial? Did you guys ever remember that commercial? My Jewish friend Tommy. Why is he your Jewish friend? Wait, I think that's how it went. I think it was a um, but it used to be one of those PSAs on TV. You know, oh my friend Johnny, he's Jew. It's like, well, why can't he just be a regular friend? So my my British friend Neil. So he tagged me in some posts on Facebook because people were like, talk. I, I, saw, I guess some comments on 6.5 Creed went into training. And so people were talking about Rex and the Sniper 101s and then that. And then Neil came on and said, you know, don't discount Frank and his training and all this other stuff. So this dude comes on uh, and he's probably was banned on Sniper's Hide more than likely. Almost all these guys have been banned for something. So guy came on, broke a rule, got banned, you know, pleaded his case. We said, nope, goodbye. So, uh, which is what we usually do. And, 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 and so uh, he's like, oh, you know, Rex is all humble and he's great and knows his stuff. And, you know, yeah, Frank's an egomaniac poser. And, and you know, why, why would I waste my time with that? And I was like, oh, because I was tagged in it. You know, I was like, oh, what's going on with this? Who's this guy? Never heard of him, you know? And so I started laughing. I'm like, so I was pulling my, my Tony Stark, Nick Fury, Avengers kind of deal. And, 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 and I'm like, um, hey, dude, can you define poser? Because that's the thing I always get. I get like this kind of weird. I get the Napoleon complex and egomaniacs and narcissists. And yeah, okay, you know, that's the Tony Stark thing, right? So they did the background on, on, on Tony Stark and they said, Iron Man, yes, Tony Stark, no. And they're like, well, wait a minute. And then, how can Iron Man be yes and Tony Stark be a no? I'm Iron Man. And um. So I'm like, can you define poser? What makes me a poser, you know? And But I didn't say anything about the egomaniac part because I'm like, yeah, okay, I agree with that. <laughs> so then so then one of the Chris R's comes on and he's like, well, I don't know. You can define Frank in a lot of ways. Yeah, he does pose because I do. I do pictures and videos and stuff. I do pose, you know? But it's like, you know, I don't know if I would define me as a poser. This is the question because I get a lot of people that are, are like, who who aren't fans, and, and I get that, man. I, I rub people wrong like this, and you hear about all kinds of stuff. I, but it's like, all right, you know, I, I get making fun of my height in the Napoleon and the thing, but then you get the guys, and it's like, I went to Marine Corps, and you didn't. I volunteered for sniper school and passed, and you didn't. I deployed as one, and you didn't. I taught for seven years at Rifles Only, as an instructor, full-time, got paid for it, you didn't. I shoot comps, you don't. And it's like, how am I the poser? Yeah, it just, it just blows my mind. I mean, I need better definitions. That's cool, like, call me egomaniac and to do this stuff and stuff. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you know, but 
um, I don't know, man. It's like a weird, weird, weird deal. I'm not quite sure um, if if I get it. But I laughed, and, and so he came on, and so I was going to basically put pictures of me posing. Um, you know, I think I might go put a picture of me posing. I, I bet, but he never answered me. I kind of said, hey, dude, what makes me a poser? And, and he didn't answer me, so I have no clue, um, you know, what's going on. Anyway, so, uh, again, the, one of the other conversations, too, I want to bring this up uh, going in to change it to more of a gun topic instead of just kind of talking, you know, weird shit, <laughs> talking smack. So in the Everyday Sniper podcast section of the site, uh, somebody posted this question. It's actually a pretty good question, and I liked it. And uh, it, it, it came up right here. So what is, here's my question to you guys. You can go in on a sniper's hide. You can go on the Podbean app. But let's talk about this. What is the most overrated piece of equipment of the last year or so that was either promoted for use in PRS-type competition or in, um, what do you call it, uh, just general long-range shooting? Like one of the examples people came up is like the slings and stuff that hold the bipod. I kind of looked at a tactical table as one for for shooting off of. I mean, not the tables that can mount, uh, um, uh, not the tables that can mount like scopes and things. I'm just talking sort of the diamond cut tables that don't do anything but hold a bag. Um, I think bags that are connected to the rifle via a clamp are a little bit. And then, you know, but one of the other guys said the recoil control bipods and the different things like that I thought was pretty cool. But what is one of the most overrated piece of gear out there that you see, maybe even me, that you see people promoting? Okay. I mean, is it me promoting a better bipod? Is that overrated? What do you guys think? Go into Podbean app. Let me know. Go on Sniper Side in the Everyday Sniper Forum. Let me know. And, um... You know, so we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that one. Uh, that was a pretty good one. The other comment that came up that I want to kind of get into, it goes back to the, and this goes over the year, and I'll actually be seeing these guys at SHOT Show. One of the threads that keeps coming up is on the merino wool from Finland, Verzalika, right? How'd I say that one, guys? Dude, I knocked that out like a friggin' native. That was so good. I mean... I, I should just move to Finland, you know. Once the Democrats take over, I'm going to move to Finland. And, and <laughs> But anyway, so they're talking about the wool, man, and everybody's kind of clinging to the wool and, and, and do all this stuff. So that was the – that was the um, the, the they're going to have their SHOT Show party. I think Tuesday is their, is their little get-together uh, Tuesday night, though. We got dinner at Ferraro's on Tuesday night too, so I got to kind of balance my, 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 uh, my uh, you know, where I'm going. But anyway, so uh, a lot of stuff coming up on that merino wool. And the fact that they have the flat rate shipping to the U.S., you know, $10 flat rate and the stuff comes here. It's really good, inexpensive. Uh, I've been wearing, I actually shoveled the snow in the heavy wool soft shell like one that I said. We had that snowstorm a little while back, although the weather has been kind of actually nice other than the wind. Um, so in, I wore it out in the snowstorm that we had, one of those blizzards. Really digging it. The hoodie's been great. No drama with that. Everything's good. And like one of the, you know, we've been talking about a similar, like I'm wearing a drift jacket at home and I wear this, a local Colorado company, Vroomy, and um, they're super expensive, man. Almost like $300 for like this drift jacket. 
and it's like 270 or something. And, you know, the, the, the various liquor stuff is a lot cheaper. And, and so that's kind of where we've been going back and forth talking about the merino wool and it being in the middle of winter and using it. I like using the wool stuff for my base layers. You know what I mean? I really dig the use of the wool. I know there's a metric ton of tech fabrics and things out there, but I dig the wool on the base layer side. Um, you know, but even on this outer shells, man, I, I found that it's been working out really well as an outer shell as well. So that that kind of came in. Um, one of the other ones that keep coming up is this epi- Targets episode 22. They're, oh, me making my targets. So everybody kind of settled in that they like diamonds. And I agree. I think diamonds work well. I shot my targets and I did some stuff. Uh, the diamonds were good, making them orange with a with a medium gray center, just a quarter inch gray center in an orange. Looked like it worked really good for what I was doing with those targets. Now I just got to kind of finalize the design and put a sticker together and have it uh, work out like that. So um, the one that if you go on the Sniper's Hide forum, if you see the one with my logo in the middle and then there's these uh, three gray, uh, three orange squares and one orange circle... If I make those squares diamonds, I think that'll be the final design because everybody kind of tend to agree that diamonds were the best thing. I mean, most people are looking at this stuff and and, uh, maybe I'm not explaining it well. When I'm talking about these things, I'm not talking about it as an individual. I'm not talking about it as me by myself for this. I'm looking at this stuff in the context of ease, efficiency in a class. You know what I mean? Granted, we can download, we can build all kinds of stuff. Have paint, will travel, right? So the thing is, what's going to make a good experience in the class while making my life easier by being able to just slap a sticker up and giving somebody a multiple options from one target? Okay, downloading a sheet on an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper off the internet is great. We all do it. It's an awesome thing. And it works for you. And what target you like to zero with and do that could be a product of that. I'm not looking to sell these stickers. You know what I mean? I'm looking to use them in class. So it's basically, you know, the class experience. When you got 10 guys on a line, everybody's shooting at a target, and maybe I only have one board up, what's going to give us the most options, the easiest efficiency? And so that's what I was talking about with the targets. Because I know a lot of people keep coming on and just showing me downloaded targets that you can get for free all over the internet. And yeah, that's not it, man. That's not what I'm talking about. But I appreciate it. I appreciate the discussions. Number four, most discussed uh, podcast on Podbean. Woohoo! So there we are. Um, Anyway, what else am I going to look for? Also, if you want to go into the app, Post who you want me to stop by and look at in case I'm not. I mean, if you're going to give me the Big Ten, um, you know, if you're if you're going to, you know, say, oh, go see Night Force. Well, yeah, okay, go see Accuracy International with the AXSR. Yeah, I got a meeting with AI. Yeah, I always see Night Force. They're right there in the middle. I'm talking about those hidden things, the stuff I may not know about that you may have heard of. Let's go under the hood, not on top of it, okay? You know, we don't, we, we, we want, we don't want the, you know, the NASCAR stuff on the top of the hood. We want the one on the bottom. So uh, we want to be able to find it and, and, and go out there and say, 
oh, this dude said go see these guys. And wow, never thought that was going to be what it was, but it was cool. So if you know somebody going to shop, going to exhibit locally, small booth, whatever, and you think it's worth looking at, make sure you go out there and, and drop it on the app or go in there and tell me who you want me to see. Um, I know there's a bunch out there stuff. And, and like I said, the big players for sure will be out there looking at. But I'm talking about more so the, um, the, the uh, you know, the small guys, the ones I may be overlooking. Uh, I'm trying to go lighter with my, um, with my scheduling. So I'm not like back to back to back meetings where I'm running from one place to the other with no time to see what's in between. And as well, at the same, you know, time. Make sure if you do see me and you want to say hi, come up and say hi. I'm going to be bringing patches with me. The Everyday Sniper, uh, Stormtrooper, white and black, and then the green tactical patch. Um, they're about three inch or so, two and three quarter, three inch. Decent little patch, uh, PVC type. And so um, I'm going to I'm gonna uh, be wandering around. I will have those on me in my bag. Those are only going to get handed out to the people who come up and say, Hey, dig the podcast. Hey, dig the podcast. Here's a sticker. Here's a thing. I know I gave Mike some. Some. Uh, he's got stickers and he's got patches. I don't know how many he's bringing, but I gave him a stack. And then I'm going to be bringing a stack as well. So not a lot of them. I mean, I got a lot more than I'm bringing, but I'm keeping many of them for my classes this year. But um, I will have them. So if you see me and you want a sticker or a patch, come up and say hi. Uh, I, I'm wandering around. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to suit and tie this year, I don't think, man. I may at the last minute throw it in and I could just get it dry cleaned when I'm there and wear it one day. But I think I'm going to go pretty casual and just kind of wander around and not worry about it too much. Uh, one other thing, a last little kind of shot show note. It may not be the last thing, but it, who knows? Uh, anyway, it's one more, you know. Sidetrack, I actually reached out to Kestrel. I, I found and had an old Kestrel here, like an old 4000 that I was going to bring with me. In fact, like earlier in the year when I found it, I stuffed it in my badge holder so I would remember it. And so I wrote Kestrel because Kestrel's on Sniper's Hide if you guys didn't know that. You could talk directly with Kestrel and get customer support. Um, You could tag them at Kestrel Ballistics on the hide and boom, they can come in and answer your questions. But I, I wrote him a question on there to ask him about trading in your units at SHOT Show. Because they can't and won't do retail trade this year at SHOT Show, they're not going to be doing the trade-in. You have to do the trade-in through the normal route on the website uh, where you go buy your unit, pay for it, then trade one in and get refunded. Um, so that's going to be going on with that uh, as far as that, you know, the, the Kestrel stuff. So... If you were planning on going to SHOT Show and you wanted to possibly trade in your um, your Kestrel, you can't. Speaking of Kestrel, and I saw this, that Leopold's got some deal. And I, I saw it through like Euro or whatever. But Leopold's got a deal where if you buy a Mark V, you get a Hornaday Fordoff Kestrel for free. So if you buy a Mark V at like 2200 bucks, you get a free Fordoff. That's kind of really, really cool. And the Mark V is a good scope. Mark V's going to, you're going to hear more about the Mark V after probably this week. There's some insider shit going on with that. I'm not going to say too much on, but uh, the Mark V's moving up in the world, man. And, and getting that free Ford off Horner, Horner, Horny, Horny Day um, is, is uh, going to be kind of cool. 
So I was almost thinking of getting one just because of um, that free Ford off. You know what I mean? So maybe I'll th- uh, make a note. I don't know if Mike's doing the same deal or if not, I'll have to call Jason. But uh, I'm not sure if, if, if Mike's got that same uh, uh, opportunity to do it. I think it's all dealers, to be honest with you. But I didn't see Mile High put out anything on it. I only saw the one from Euro. So I don't, I don't know what is up with that. Hoping again that I'm not a subject of any drama at SHOT Show. I'm not planning on it. Got Kiana coming in on Sunday. We're going to hang out Sunday night and then Monday. Um, I'm supposed to go see the SIG Cross. I don't know if I'm just going to see it at the booth, though. I don't know if I want to even venture out to range day. Like I said, I'm, 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 I'm taking SHOT in a, in a, different, on a different mindset this year, I guess, is a, is a better way of putting it. So um, I'm not being as formal. So I don't know what I want to do with the SIG Cross and everything like that. But anyway, like I said, let me know what you guys got going on, what you're thinking about when it comes to this SHOT Show stuff. All about it. I'll go look at it. You know, it might be kind of cool see some things. The Hoplite Arms is going to happen. No worries there. There's a couple knife companies. People are like, hey, go check out those knives. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll, I dig a knife. I, you know, shot. I usually grab one. Um, you know, there, there's ways to find shot us as well. Another thing I saw, Savage got a bunch of stuff coming out, right? Magpul did a Savage stock. Savage has a, a, some new uh, other ones they announced already. Uh, the the Drake Associates, Athena, the, the accurate AR. Um, So you got Chris Drake's Athena. He's, bl- dude, he's killing me with the friggin' spam. Chris, man, stop spamming my friggin' inbox with the uh, emails. I only need one. I don't need three every time. Um, but, uh, the Athena is, is something if you're in the LE patrol rifle going to use an AR, they kind of hyper accurize this M4 style rifle, give the front end of it more of an M14 style to separate the like upper and lower part of the handguard and, and make it a little more free floating, a little less influence on the system. And they're they're showing some really good accuracy stuff. They even put them in a ransom arrest, which ransom rest is those big expensive mechanical rests that recoil with the rifle and do all this other crap. And and they're showing you know like one whole groups at a hundred yards with these damn things, pretty damn good for a you know patrol rifle type thing. And I think you can almost slap it on like an upper. I'm not sure. I'm I'd have to look at it again. I don't remember. I said you get blitzed this time of year with so much stuff. It's almost hard to say, oh, that goes like this. Oh, yeah, all right, sorry about that, dude. So um, that's another one. Uh, Drake Associates, the Athena. Um, God, what else? Uh, I guess, I don't know. I think George has some stuff. There was a a bunch of other, I don't know. There was a bunch of stuff happening, actions and 22s and, you know, the night force and stuff. I'm just, like I said, I'm sitting back and looking at all the, 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 the fighting going on. I'm like, hey, man, as long as it ain't me, I'm a happy camper. I'm just a poser back here, minding my own business. You know, I get the horrible hobbit. I get the poser, the egomaniac. Yeah, okay, whatever. You got me. Damn, hate it. Um, You know, who are you to tell me? Fuck. <laughs> and then... um. I don't know what else. Uh, there was a bunch of shot show stuff that MDT's got stuff uh, coming out. I think this year is going to be a lot better than last year for Precision Rifle. Seemed like last year everybody was um, waiting for NRA. NRA's begotten so much bigger, and we're going to be at NRA. We're going to be doing some stuff, and and I want to kind of segue this because the NRA show is. 
we're going to be at that tread proof that week, right? So if you guys, I want to get you guys and push you towards the tread proof. All the stuff's on the internet, so go to treadproof.com. Mark and I are getting set up. Those are our earliest classes, right? So if you want to get in on a Frank and Mark Sniper's Hide class, the earliest ones you can attend are the treadproof classes. Okay, they're up, they're running, they're they're listed. They're Tennessee. They're an hour from Nashville. Easy to fly in. We got the hotels and everything. There's several hotels. I'm not a, I'm not a days in fan where Mark has a staying, but they did. It's a shitty hotel, but they remodeled the room so the rooms are new and clean. Like it's like you know lipstick, a little bit of lipstick on a pig, but it's super cheap. I mean, there's a honestly, I was like, dude, there's a freaking Hampton and a Comfort right over there, and it was like. $40 more money, and he's like, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm like, all right, whatever, 40 bucks. But we're not in the room anyway. You know what I mean? And, and there's good stuff in the parking lot. We had that bar and the restaurants in the parking lot, and so they were good and made it easy, convenient. You don't have to drink and drive. You can walk. But um, got a note from Todd over at Treadproof. They've been working and doing all the range improvements we talked about. That's been moving forward. Uh, he's cutting out those areas. He's extending the line. Uh, I think we're like 850 or 800. Eight, eight, we're, I, we got the range extended to like 800 now. Um, we got some other stuff going on. He's building the props and the different things so we could do the alternate positions. There's the classroom and then the added benefit of Doc Maurer's terminal ballistics stuff. So especially if you like, you want to do the LE class. I, I know we discounted the LE class um, is taking place right after, but we're doing a lot of this around the NRA show. So you guys can go to NRA, you can see a lot of this stuff. Unlike Shot Show, where you can't get in unless you have a, a you know an affiliation to an industry, uh, you know, partner, and and so. If you want to see us, because we are going to be there with Treadproof at NRA this year. So if you want to see us and then take a class from us, go check out the Treadproof website. Go get it set up. Especially Mark's killing me, man. He wants those numbers. He wants he wants them to succeed, and I do too. And But we want to get the numbers up. Um, Mike told me May for Mile High is already full, so we filled up. And May might be our first class. I don't remember the, the schedule I put on um, for Mile High. I got to go back and look at it. I really should just go get all my dates and read them for you guys. Um, but Mile High is already filling up those classes. Okay, so I'm already booking those. So if you you know, then we got Alaska. You can get in uh, some of the last minute stuff at Alaska. Although, you know, Alaska was three quarter full. So for the lower 48 people who might want to travel up, I recommend for you guys to do the back to back PR one and two. You know, because it makes the trip a little bit more worth 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 your while. Um, you know, instead of doing a two day class, do four day. So if you're going to come up from the lower forty eight, it's still dumb cheap money, man. It's still I it, it's it's like a hundred dollars more than doing a three day class. You know what I mean? So you're getting the fourth day for like a hundred bucks if you do an Alaska four day deal. Same thing, Treadproof, a little bit of discount going on there. The Mile High stuff is going to be building up, a lot of wind and things. If you want to shoot in the wind, you come to the Mile High stuff. If you want to, you know, get the Mark and Frank show with the fundamentals and all the other thing, you go to either Alaska or Treadproof, okay? If, if, you, if you need a fundamental, like, you know, boot camp, you come to Treadproof. 
If you want to play in the wind, come to Mile High. So uh, definitely want to get that word out um, and, and make sure you guys, the year's over, starting a new thing. Get signed up for these classes. They, they do tend to fill up. If you wait and procrastinate, you'll, you'll miss a spot. You know what I mean? Because once we cut it off, we cut it off. And, and that's just the way it's going to be. So again, thank you guys for commenting. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. This to me, I look at it, even though it's like me here on the computer with the mic, I look at this as being interactive. Because you guys all talk back and forth with us, whether it's on Facebook or Sniper's Hide or the Podbean app, you know, or even in person when we run into you. There's always some kind of interaction, um, you know, and I throw out some things to make you think, you know, like what do you think is the most contrived piece of kit that these guys promote? What's what's going on out there that you, you think we should change? What's a training thing you want to see that maybe we're not covering? You know, let's let's put this, make this year to be, you know, question why. Why are we doing things this way? Why not do it a little better? What can we do better? You know, the who, what, where's, and why's. And 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 so let's kind of put that in 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 perspective of you know what your requests. You know, not I don't need the contrived craziness. Hey, do a class in the middle of nowhere and hang upside down. Yeah, I can't do that. You know, but at the same time, if if there's something you guys, you know, don't think we're addressing or want to see us address it in a different way, give us the feedback. Go over to Sniper's Hide, go to the Everyday Sniper, go in the marksmanship section, the training section. And also, I want to give a couple plugs out there, too, um, training-wise. I... I, I, I question came up, and, 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 and it came up recently about, like, you know, some of the our, our affiliate friend, you know, the, the, the circle of trust, however you want to put it. So I'm going to kind of get into a little little bit of um, cultural politics, you know, industry politics. Let's call it that. So let's talk industry politics here for a second. There's certain people like I, I encourage you to go out and take training from other people. The more experience you get from a variety of instructors, the better better educated you are on what makes this instruction good and this instruction bad. Why should I put my money here and not put my money here? Why waste my time with this guy instead everybody telling me I should go here? And and how can you do that if you, if you only ever had like a thimble full of experience? Well, go out and teach more classes. So a kind of question came up about like people teaching classes in the backyard. Uh, one thing came up with Brian Whalen uh, at um, Colorado Precision, right? And there, he's like, "Whoa, wait a minute! Colorado Precision's teaching class." Yeah, he always has. Brian's always been here teaching classes. In fact, he's teaching classes at places I've taught classes. I don't care. I like Brian. Brian does a good job. I know the program Brian puts out. I'm probably going to be, and I think we have a date. We're probably going to be announcing a Blue Steel Ranch, kind of a three-day, multiple, half your day will be with Brian, half with me. You know, I talked about it last year, but we kind of put it in his calendar this year. He called me about two weeks ago. But a question came up on the backside about Brian being in my backyard. I've had him on the podcast I've interacted with them, you know, all these things. And yeah, Brian's all good, man. Well, same thing, Kalen. Kalen just announced some modern day sniper dates in classes he's putting on in Washington. You can go to Sniper's Hide in the training section, see the modern day sniper stuff, and take classes from Kalen. 
I want to go and just hang out and take classes with Kalen. You know what I mean? I want to go with Phil. Same thing with Phil. Like, guys want Phil to teach competition class up in Alaska. Cool, man. I'm fine with Phil teaching a class. I want to go sit in on a Phil class. I want to go see what he's teaching and go interact with those people. And, it, you know, it, we don't invent this stuff in a way. Yeah, there's a certain there's certain person like personalization to the instruction and and that does have an impact your personality, how you teach a class, the your program, right? So that all determines whether a class is good. But at the same time, there's still a lot of respected great dudes out there. I I mean, understand this. When I worked at Rifles Only, I would come home for like a week. And if there was a class here that I wanted to go to, I would go. Like I said, I've taken the Vickers class multiple times. I've taken Pat Rogers class, right? I've taken uh, Thunder Ranch classes with Clint and, you know, all these. I've gone out on my own dime in taking classes from other people to learn, right? To not only learn, but to get from being stale. And this is the case where if I'm always doing the same thing the same way every time and all you guys who come to my class... At the end, walk up, shake my hand, and pat me on the back. There's really not a lot of incentive to change things. Now, you guys hear me talk about changing stuff all the time, redoing PowerPoints, pulling this out, putting this in, taking this out. That's because of the way we interact through these you know, systems, services, whatever you want to call it. The interaction with the podcast, the interaction in the forum, the online training lessons, going and doing classes out and meeting a variety of people. Um, you know, Minnesota classes ago for August 7, 8 up there, right? So I learned something from the Minnesota guys. I go over here and I'm going to do a class from Mile High down here. Okay, I got that. A week later, I'm going to be up in Alaska teaching class up there. Because of that experience with a variety of students, not every student wanting the same thing out of the class. You know, if I just did nothing but competition train up, well, then I would be kind of laser focused on that. I'd get tunnel vision on that. But instead, like I get tunnel vision on the fundamentals and the basics. But then I also take those fundamentals and basics and then translate them to the alternate positions in the hunting type situations and field courses. And then take those fundamentals and basics and then the stuff from the hunting and the alternate positions in the field course stuff. And how does that apply to the PRS type stuff? That's more, you know, kind of props and obstacles and things. So, it, to me, it's this variety of experience versus just doing the same thing over and over and over again. So, it's worth your time to go to other people. I'm never intimidated or threatened by somebody teaching a class in my backyard. If they're good, well, then odds are I might know them and I can kind of roll in and see what's going on and what makes that class good? What makes that instructor good? Okay, I like what he did there. Yeah, all right, I see how he's interacting with that student. I don't do that. Maybe I should start being a little bit more proactive with this instead of having being reactive with that. Okay, cool, but what if they suck and they did a class in my backyard? That's even better. Because then people are going to go, I took that class and it sucked and I've taken a Frank class and it's night and day. So, yeah, there's never a threat from somebody else teaching their own classes. So, yeah, don't ever think like that. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm Like I said, I'm, you know, egomaniac, narcissist, all these other things, horrible hobbit, leprechaun, blah, 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 you know. But I'm, I'm, 
I look at it with eyes open. I don't look at it like, don't come near me. You know, that kind of stuff. So that's that's what's going on with, with, with that. But um, again, thank you for commenting. Please continue to comment. That That's going to be where we're going to make our mark with the Everyday Sniper podcast as so much competition is coming into play. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're putting up great numbers for, for what we're doing, but those numbers aren't going to match some of these other sports, the runnings, the footballs, the baseballs, and things like that. So you guys keeping us on the leaderboard through commenting really is going to resonate, and, and, and thanks a lot. But again, head over to the Treadproof website. Go see that. If you want the Alaska stuff, Mark Taylor at Wiggy's Alaska, um, Alaska Precision Rifle at gmail.com. Um, I think it's Alaska Precision Rifle Course. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, any in, in, so you could see that. Mike, you can call Mike at Mile High for the Mile High stuff. And, and we'll make sure we get this up and running for you guys. And, and again, give me the feedback. Let me know what you want to see. The year's young. So let's start on the right foot. And that right foot is coming through feedback with you guys. All right. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here. I will see you guys at SHOT Show next week. We'll be talking. I'll probably do a podcast when I first get there like we usually do. Um, Kiana doesn't come in until late, so who knows what's going on. Maybe Monday for sure I'll do something because I'll have a, a period of time that I won't have to uh, be out anywhere. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper. 